Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Degenerate Derek Podcast. Yo! What's up and welcome back to another episode of the Degenerate Derek Podcast. Season 4. Episode two, this is the beginning of our regular scheduled week where we will have episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All right, again, if you're new, Fridays is the pig show. That's going to be the biggest show of the week. That'll probably honestly be the shortest show of the week. Monday, we recap what happened over the weekend, and then Wednesday, we give you a midweek update on maybe what we're feeling, feeling, feeling. Maybe what we're feeling, and also that'll probably be the week that I have uh, guests on is Wednesday. So now we're kind of getting into, we're going to settle into a sense of normalcy, if you will. Opening week, week one, obviously, if you listen to my previous podcast, which hopefully I have some returning people, because I, I got to give a giant thank you to everybody. Uh, Friday was my, by far my most downloaded podcast that I have ever had, and I went two and three on that podcast. <laughs> just a tough look. Tough look. Not my best showing, but it was week one, okay? I tried to warn you guys. Week one can... It's interesting, right? It's just like you don't know. It's funny because you have all these preseason ideas of what teams are going to be, but you really don't know until, honestly, like... I don't know, three or four games have passed on what these teams are kind of look like. Um, so you got to be, you know, you got to bet smart, which I did. I didn't go crazy. I mean, I lost this weekend, but I didn't blow a bunch of money because uh, my betting was not crazy because it's week one. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. So don't be a dumbass. Before I get into anything, though, I need to give a big shout out to my sponsor, Diamonds Direct. Uh, check them out, diamondsdirect.com right now. You can get five years with zero interest on any purchase in the store. So uh, thank you to them. Appreciate them. Diamonds Direct. Again, five years, zero interest on any payment or any purchase in their building. Check them out, diamondsdirect.com. Big sponsor, Degenerate Derek Podcast. All right, let's get into it, okay? I'm going to go over my winners and my losers. I'm going to do a, a recap of the weekend. All right, I'm not going to run for it. Then, of course, as you can imagine, I got a ton of messages that I want to get to. Uh, mostly hate, that's what you guys do, but some good ones as well. I also got a contest I'm going to throw out, and then uh, we'll do a little Monday night football uh, preview, okay? And that'll be kind of how Monday's podcast episodes go. So let's just get into it. I'm not running from it. Let's check in and see how I did this weekend, even though I just told you I went two and three, but let's check in. Number five. All right, so my fifth pick, this is the pick that I was least confident in, Again, I go five down to one. That's my rating system, okay? So fifth pick, this was a pick that I had the least amount of confidence in. It was the Falcons. God, that's tough. I had the Falcons minus three and a half against the Eagles. Um, I really thought that the Eagles were going to be shit. And I can't really tell, right, if the Eagles are shit or 
if the Falcons are shit, right? Obviously, the Eagles roll, but it's like, are the Eagles good? And the Fal- I, I just, I, I think the the Falcons are just really bad. I mean, they looked incompetent the entire game. I watched this entire game, um, and the Eagles just beat the shit out of the Falcons. It was not even close. It sucked. It was tough early L to take, especially just because it was so wrong. What was the final score? Final score in that game was thirty-two to six. So I was not even remotely close in that game. So that was a tough way to start the week. Let's move on. Let's get the hell off that game. That's a big old. All right. Number four. Uh, This pick I had a little bit more confidence in. I actually felt good about this pick. It was the Patriots minus two and a half taking on the Dolphins. I thought that Bill Belichick would want to set the tone for how the year went, which I'm, I'm sure he did. Patriots didn't look awful. Dolphins are not a bad team. I thought the Patriots would win. You know, I thought they'd win by, I don't know, a touchdown maybe. So I thought minus two and a half. This is this is easy money right here. Uh, this one stung. This probably, I think this loss might have stung more than any of the others, honestly, just because I had high hopes for this. And the fact that how the Patriots lost, they had some crucial fumbles that cost them the game. They had a chance, uh, but they end up losing by one, 17 to 16. And you hate to see a Patriots team lose by little critical errors by fumbles because it's like you don't feel like that's the Patriots' way. So I don't know that that one was tough, but that was another big old yep, big old L. All right, next game number three. Finally, a winner. I had the uh, Browns plus six against the Chiefs. Um, it wasn't necessarily the easiest of games because the Chiefs. You know, at any time they could turn it on, just score a bunch of points. And they they started to, they turned it on late. And uh, they actually had potential to uh, kick a field goal there at the end of the game to cover the seven. But luckily that never materialized. And they had to end up punting and giving the ball back to the Browns. And then Baker threw a late interception and uh, the Chiefs just ran out the clock. So the Browns, though, they were in control of most of this game. I mean, they came out. Firing. They came out, scored a touchdown, I believe, on their first drive. Went for two. Was up eight to nothing. I think they scored like three first-half touchdowns. I mean, they were – the Browns looked awesome. But the Chiefs, I mean, that's just what they can do. They can put up points on you in a hurry. I remember it was – I I think the Browns went up maybe by two scores late. And then the Chiefs just answered on like one play. Giant, huge touchdown to Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's just how quickly the Chiefs can score – that's why they are dangerous each and every week. But the Chiefs start out 0-1 when it comes to against the spread because they did not cover that game. I had the Browns plus six. Chiefs end up winning. What was the final on that one? That one was 33-29. Uh, so, finally, I got a winner on the board. Let's go. Number two. Uh, my second pick, this was, okay, so uh, I told you that this was almost my most confident pick, and it should have been. I had the Texans plus three against the Jags. I told you this was a principal game for me. This was uh, Jags had a rookie head coach with Urban Meyer. They had a rookie quarterback, and there was no reason why they should be three-point favorites against a division rival on the road, even if it was the Texans. And the Texans beat the shit out of the Jags. I didn't think they beat them that bad, all right? I thought the, the game would probably be close. Maybe the Jags win by one or two, but I I thought the Texans would win that game. And I thought getting three points was a steal, and it was because the Texans just – 
I mean, they beat the brakes off the Jags. It was 37 to 21. Welcome to the NFL, Urban Meyer. All right, so I finally, two games in a row. Let's go. Number one. And my number one, my most confident play of the weekend was the Vikings minus three against the Bengals. And even though they had a chance to possibly come out of there with a push, this game ended up going into overtime, which I was shocked that it even made it that far. Uh, I thought the Bengals, you know, they kind of were handling business this entire time. Joe Burrow looked way better than I thought. I got duped by the preseason noise of, so I read, I, I followed the Bengals a lot in the preseason for some reason. And I read a lot of stories about how Joe Burrow was just like having trouble seeing the field and the injury may have had more of an effect on him than people realized. And I just thought Joe Burrow was going to be a head case, especially to start the year. But uh, he looked a lot better than I thought. He had a big uh, touchdown to Jamar Chase. Shout out to him because he was in the news right before or last week about not being able to catch the ball because he couldn't see it. And it was the ball was so much bigger than the ball in college and yada, yada, yada. He shuts everybody up by catching a huge touchdown. The Bengals shut everybody up by getting, you know, a nice home victory to start the season. It's it, it's tough. I hate losing the pick that I had the most confidence in. But that's what happened. That's what happened. Vikings minus three. Ends up being a loser. And I start the season a loser at two and three. All right. That's not the worst result ever. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been one and four. It could have been 0 and five. Because I've done all that. I've went 0-5 on this podcast. I've went 1-4. I've went 2 and all of it. I went 5-0. and 0. And I wish that I wouldn't have gone 2-3 and 3 on my most downloaded episode ever because, you know, the chances that I've lost a ton of audience just by being a loser is huge, and that sucks. But whatever. I probably won't be able to gain them back because I had a lot of momentum going into the season, and they're probably just, like, done with me. But if you stick with me, I appreciate you. I will bounce back. I always do. Every single time. I usually don't start out strong. It's hard to start out strong week one. It really is. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that had great weekends. I was not one of them. But I bet week two will be different. God, I hope so. I bet week two will be different. All right, but that's the recap of how uh, my weekend went. Two and three, not the best. Not the worst, but definitely should have been better. Let's get into some messages that I received. Because, of course, I had a losing week, so... My inbox was just slammed. And it's just funny how that works. I talked about it last time about how when I'm when I'm good and I'm I'm going, the downloads, you know, they'll be the they'll be the same whether I'm losing or I'm winning throughout the season. It, it really that doesn't fluctuate too too much. But it's just funny my inbox does fluctuate. Like when I'm hot, it's my inbox is not necessarily dry, but it's it's not like when I'm losing, that's for sure. Because, like, people, the morning games, like, the, the early games weren't even finished yet, and messages were already flooding in. And I love it. Thank you so much. All right, first message, Caleb. He says, first time I listen to your podcast, and you've lost me forever. I'm not going to waste my time listening to a fatty give out losing picks. Peace. I, I, I mean, what, what, what can I do? He won't hear this, so it really doesn't matter, Caleb, that... That sucks, bro. That sucks that you're so judgmental. You're such a judgmental dickhead off of week one. Like, give me a break. Technically, the season hasn't even really started yet, okay? I'm used to a 16-game season. And how many games are left in the season? 16. So when you think about it, this was kind of like a preseason. So you're judging me based on preseason. And that's a dickhead move, Caleb. 
but you won't hear this again because I've lost you forever. Boo-hoo. Uh, next message from a guy that calls himself Slater. Uh, been listening to this pod from the start. Been gambling on football forever, and I love how honest you are, win or lose. Tough start to the season, but I know you will get it turned around. Okay, see, that's and that's the end of the message. I don't. God bless you, Slater. You're the man. Um, love love your Twitter name. I doubt that's obviously your real name, but uh, I usually don't read messages like that because they're boring. I get messages like that though all the time, and I did want to point that out because people often tell me like, you only read the negative stuff. Yeah, because I mean. Unfortunately, people love the negativity. Like, that's what draws. They don't want to hear a podcast with a bunch of nice, wholesome messages in it. And I don't blame them for that either. But thank you, Slater, for the kind words. I will get it turned around. You know this for a fact because you've been listening from the start. Next message. Let's go to Katie. Katie said, you fucking suck. I would never fuck you. You're gross and you don't know football. All right, Katie, I don't know why you had to bring sex into it, all right? I'm sure you're gross, too. Actually, let me click. Okay, you're not gross. That, that sucks. I wish you were gross, but you're not, so that's tough. That's a tough look for me right there, but, you know, it is what it is. Next message from Katie's husband. Okay, so, all right, I know what's going on here. Katie's husband said, you fucking suck, you're gross, and don't know football two and three like a loser. So here's what I hope. I hope that Katie's husband actually was on Katie's account and then sent that message. Because Katie, by looking at her, doesn't seem like she would send me that kind of message. So I'm guessing it was Katie. I'm hoping it was Katie's husband. But I appreciate to, uh, you know, the, the Katie family out there. That's really nice for you both to send me a message. Uh, next one, Ray. So what are you going to do now that your podcast sucks? Well, I'm going to keep doing it. I mean, I don't think it sucks. I I went two and three. It was week one. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, give me a break. Week one, I went two and three, okay? It could have... I, I could have went three and two. I could have had a winning week. I could have went one and four. I could have went... I went two and three, all right? It's just week one. It's week one. Let's relax. And I don't know what you mean by... So what are you going to do now that your podcast sucks? I, I mean, I still have a day job, all right? I still work for the Billy Madison Show. It's just something I do for, because I like it, all right? I wanted to do a little podcast talking about gambling. I mean, it's it's not that serious, all right? Jeez, Ray. Next one. Kelly, who's a guy, by the way. Don't quit your day job. Have you ever had a winning week? Well, Kelly, who's a guy, um, I didn't quit my day job. I will never quit my day job. I have no interest in making this my day job at all, so do do not, you know, misunderstand that. And yes, I have had I've had some winning seasons, not just winning weeks. Now give me a break. Have you ever had a winning Of course I've had a winning week. What a bunch of douchebags. All right, next one. I told you a lot of messages. Loco Larry. Hey man, tough week 1. I heard you mentioned you've been golfing a lot lately. You any better at that? <laughs> uh, to be honest, no. No, I'm not. I mean, I have my days out there, but overall, I would probably say my golf game and my ability to pick football winners is, you know, similar. Sometimes I'm hot. Sometimes I'm, I'm not. Uh, next one, Kyle. He said, you should talk a little bit about how much money you bet. Maybe not sp- specific, specific, 
specific numbers, but just an idea of your strategy. Oh, this is actually a great message. Um, so, yeah, my standard bet to start the season, I start over every season with a, a bankroll. I have like, you know, $1,000 that I set aside to start my bankroll. And each game, I bet usually 110 to 100. Sometimes it's like 115, 120, whatever. Standard bet is 110 to 100. That is, so a $100 bet per game is what I start out with. Now, what I do personally, and this isn't what like professional people, but you want to know my strategy is um, I try to build up my bankroll throughout the, throughout, you know, now it'll be 18 weeks of the season, betting $100 a game. And then when I get to the playoffs, hopefully I have built up my bankroll. What I did last year was I built it up enough to where it was like, I don't know, I'd, I had won like $2,700, $2,800 throughout the year, right? And then I took that and I started betting like four and $500 a game in the playoffs. And that's how I was able to win so much money last year. That's, how, that's just kind of how I've always done it. Uh, professional gamblers would tell you, you know, just bet the same amount and try and grind it out. I'm not trying to be a professional like handicapper. I'm not trying to, you know, do this to make a living. It's not like it's just gambling to me. And so when I build up a little bit of a bankroll, that's when I increase my bets when I feel like I'm really feeling it. But I've also done that and I've lost my whole bankroll like that. So you got to be really careful. But when you feel super confident in the game and you've put some winners together, uh, I would say, you know, increase your bet if you're trying, if that's what you're trying to do, if you're trying to, you know, hit a lick, if you will, get some money. That's what I did last year. That's what I've done in previous years, but it goes both ways. Sometimes, you know, you can dwindle, you know, you take a couple losses when you built up your bankroll and you're betting $500 a game, 550 to win 500, your bankroll can dwindle really quickly. So careful of that. Uh, Abel, next message. Great, great question though, Kyle. Hope that helped a little bit. Uh, Abel said, damn, Derek, got to admit, I did not see that Texans pick hitting. Kudos. Yeah, a lot of people didn't. And uh, even some people messaged me because I said my principle for betting on the Texans was, you know, I told you, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, uh, division rival on the road. There's no way you could take the Jags there. People were like, well, didn't that apply in the Patriots game with Mac Jones being a rookie? Well, no, because a lot of different factors there. Uh, Mac Jones, yes, he was a rookie. Rookie quarterbacks sometimes win in week one. That That's not, you know, that's not a total science there. And the Patriots do not have a rookie head coach, and they weren't on the road. They were playing a division rival, but you see what I'm saying? Like, there was different factors. Because one guy tried to call me out like, you know, for the reasons you took the Texans should have been the same reason you took the Dolphins. I, I completely disagree. I mean, I should have took the Dolphins because the Dolphins was a winner, but there was different things going into that Patriots game. They weren't the same. Uh, next message, last one. Ty said, what is your take on the Browns versus Chiefs coaching staff incident? Okay, so I, I kind of feel how everybody feels about this incident. That you know, I think the coach got away with one there. I don't think the coach should be putting his hands on a player at all like that. I mean, there's all these players around. So if you feel like, because the comment was is that he was pushing him off because he was, you know, standing on, on a player's chest. Well, there's all these players around. Like, let them push him off if he really was. Because you got to think, like, when you're a coach and you shove an opposing player, like, of course he's going to shove you back. And then for him to get kicked out and for them not to be able to replay that and see that he got shoved first, I... I yeah, I thought it was, it was a misstep by the NFL. I mean, I know it looked it looked bad, but it really wasn't that big of a deal. It's just football. But 
you got to, as a coach, man, you cannot put your hands on players on your team or the opposing team, but especially the opposing team in an aggressive manner. You can't shove an opposing team's player. Like that's, that's insanity right there. So, but I feel like most people have that opinion. Um, there's not, you know, unless you're a chiefs lover, there's not really a whole lot of, uh, people supporting the, the chiefs on that one. Okay. But that's my messages. Again, you can hit me up BMS underscore Derek. Uh, it's the same on Twitter and Instagram. If you want, if you don't have either and you want to email me, it's Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at kissrocks.com. That's my email. But again, Twitter or Instagram is probably an easy way to get a hold of me. And even if I don't, you know, follow you on Instagram, you can still message me. I check those messages as well. So appreciate all of that. Um, hopefully those messages keep rolling in all year because that is one of my favorite part. Even the people that talk shit, just because a lot of you are so dumb and you sound like idiots, but it is. Some of them are funny. Okay, so uh, before I move on, speaking of messages, though, I want to do a little bit of a contest this year. So I got to give a shout-out to Wendy's. Um, They're going to be my title sponsor here in a few episodes. But they sent me a whole bunch of Wendy's gift cards to give away uh, throughout the year. So I want to do a challenge where I'm going to pick, if you you want in on this, I'm going to pick one person each and every week to battle me. You do five picks against the spread. I do five picks against the spread. If you win, you get the gift card. Now, here's the kicker. Let's say that we tie. We both go two and three, or I beat you. All right? That gift card will then roll over to the next week. So, like, let's say I win for the first four weeks. That would be $100 in gift cards, and then I lose on the fifth week. That person would then get all four of those gift cards. So the more I win, the more the pot builds up. And then the winner of that obviously gets to cash out. So if you want in on that, if you, because I get a lot of people that are like, I can, you know, pick more winners than you, yada, yada, yada. I want to put that to the test. So each and every week I'll pick one person. All you got to do is DM me and say you want in on the picks contest. I'll message you back if you're the person that I select. And then we'll go from there. So make sure you DM me if you went in on that, okay? And we will kick that off this week. So I will premiere that this Friday. Um, some other stuff to touch on before I get into Monday Night Football. Some of the best of the week. Obviously, I got to give a shout out to Jameis Winston. Dude had like 40 yards passing and five touchdowns. It was absolutely insane. Saints beat the fucking shit out of the Packers. Listen, never play New Orleans following a hurricane. Because nothing seems to piss that team off more than Mother Nature. Saints, I mean, they, they beat them so bad that the Packers put in Jordan Love. That's how bad the Saints were winning. That was, that was crazy. Upset of the weekend. Had to be the Bills losing to the Steelers, right? A lot of Bills hype heading into this year. And their offense just... I mean, they didn't necessarily... If you look at their stat line, they didn't totally lay a dud, but they didn't score. And they were six and a half point favorites, and they lost outright at home to a Steelers team that had a lot of question marks. But the Steelers, I mean, they played, you know, a typical ugly Steelers game and were able to come out of there with a victory. So, you know, shout out to them. Tough look if you're Buffalo. Some would argue, too, that Cardinals beating the Titans was a pretty big upset. But the Bills were, I mean, they were supposed to demolish the Steelers. And the Cardinals, they were only three-point dogs. So, I mean, the way they the Cardinals beat the Titans, yeah, it was a little shocking, but, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't no Steelers beating the Bills, especially when a lot of people have Bills going to the Super Bowl this year. 
And lastly here, a little fun fact about the betting weekend. Uh, underdogs, they covered 10 games this weekend. They covered 10. Favorites only covered four. Uh, there was one push um, with the uh, Jets and the Panthers. That that number was on five, and that landed right on five. But 10 underdogs over the weekend covered. So just something to pay attention to. Maybe the favorites get it together this weekend. But obviously the favorites were a little too heavily favored this weekend. So 10 underdogs. Got to love to see that. Love to see the underdogs win. Oh, and public versus sharps uh, split right down the middle, 50-50. So what that means is that, like, if over, like, 50-some percent of the money is on one team, people call that, like, public. A lot of times they're like, oh, the public's on this team because all the bets are coming in on, you know, everybody's betting this team. And that was right down the middle of 50-50. So nothing, you know, of note there, if you will, but we'll pay attention to that as the season goes on. Uh, Sunday night football, not a lot to comment there. Nothing worse. I, I feel like Sunday night football should have the ability to flex all season. You know how like later on in the season, Sunday night football, they'll kick a game out and they'll bring a game in that like means something that has like playoff implications. I feel like they should be able to do that literally all year because there's no reason that week one Sunday night football should have been Rams versus Bears with a seven and a half point you know line in that game. Uh, Rams, it, it, it looked okay, I guess, in the first half. I think the Rams went in like up 13-7 to seven or something like that. But then they just turned it on, ended up beating them 34-14. Wasn't even close. Didn't feel like it was going to be close at all, especially with Andy Dalton back there as quarterback. So that's just something that I wish Sunday night could I, – I wish they could do the flex game all year like I really do. I wish they had that ability because there's nothing worse. There's nothing that makes Monday morning get here quicker than a shitty Sunday night football game. Nothing. But that's just my thoughts on that. Rams look, I don't know. They don't look that impressive. Bears look, eh. I don't know if they look that bad. I mean, they they got it together on defense a little bit, but I just think that, you know, when you have Andy Dalton as your quarterback, it's just it's tough for you as a team. They're going to have to move on to Justin Fields sooner rather than later, I think. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's Let's check out what we got tonight. Got a little Monday night football going on. Should be a fun one. You got the Ravens traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders are plus four. I've seen some places at plus four and a half on this one. Um, Ravens have had a ton of injuries, especially to their backfield running backs. They also had, I think they lost Marcus Peters on like back-to-back plays. They lost their running back and they lost, you know, the corner. I don't know which side really to bet on this. I, I, I kind of like the Raiders in this spot. I really do. But I don't think I'm going to bet on this game. As of right now, I'm recording this. It's it's 1040 in the morning. Um, Right now, I don't have a bet on this. But don't be surprised if you're on my social media later and you see like a screenshot of a bet slip because I ended up betting on the Raiders because that probably will happen. So... But that's all I got. I like the Raiders tonight if I was going to bet, but as of right now, I don't think I am. I did want to give a quick shout-out to um, this girl I follow on Twitter who gambles. She also listens to the Billy Madison show. Her name is Caitlin? Yeah, it's Caitlin. I think it's like C. Blizzard or something like that on Twitter. She had a funny-ass thing. So apparently uh, she threw away a parlay ticket because she had on her parlay ticket, she had Lions plus eight and a half. And so at one point, the uh, 49ers were just beating the shit out of Lions. So it didn't look like that had a chance. Lions make this dramatic comeback. I think they end up losing by eight. 
She had already threw away her parlay ticket that was worth $250 in winnings. She couldn't find it, so that sucks. That That's tough. I've never had that happen before, but I've also never lived in a state where it's legal to gamble, so I don't usually have tickets like that. All my stuff's done online, but it's just a lesson for all you guys out there. Listen, if you go and you bet in person and you get an actual betting ticket, you got to wait till all the games are over, all right? Caitlin learned a valuable lesson. I hope she learned a valuable lesson this weekend, but that's still, that has to be a tough feeling to know that you just threw $250 in the trash. I told her I was going to give her a shout out because that is, it's a tough but funny story. All right, I'm going to get out of here. That's going to do it for episode two, season four. Uh, I'll be back Wednesday with a little midweek update to see what we're looking at ahead of Friday. Again, if you want to get in on that Pick'em contest, Hit me up, DM me. I'll select one person each and every week. Uh, Follow me on social, BMS underscore Derek, D-E-R-E-K. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. And I will be back Wednesday. The Degenerate Derek Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. If you think you have a gambling problem, stop listening to f***ing podcast and get help. Seriously. The Degenerate Derek Podcast. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.